Charm Diamond Centers. Okay, not bad, but remember, those three little words carry a lot of weight. Has to say 50 years of a family-owned business. Charm Diamond Centers. Dylan, think lifetime diamond guarantee, unbeatable pricing policy, stores across the country filled with experts who love love. Charm Diamond Centers. 0% interest financing, trade-up policy, easy payments. I need to feel that in your voice. It has to sound like Charm Diamond Centers. Wow, that was really good. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to Oilers Nation Radio, presented by The Nation Network. Subscribe for free on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. What's up? Oh, cracking brews already. Bag milks oh, away for no. the weekend. We are uh, we are underway. Someone shook them. Whoa, whoa, Dan, yeah, those are foamy boys. Dan, got you, motherfuckers. I am now wearing my beer. <laughs> I was prepared. All over my computer, Dan. Remember when you guys were making jokes upstairs about me? Well, that's <laughs> what you get. behind your back. How did you episode seventy one? Oilers Nation Radio. No bag milk. So Tyler and Dan are uh, co-hosting yeah. this one. Nicklaus Good. Hello. Rick. Zach Lang is in attendance. What up? It's going to be a good pod. This podcast, as always, is brought to you by our friends at Skip the Dishes. That's skipthedishes.ca and the campaign to consummate a combination connecting Arby's and Skip the Dishes continues. Boys, thoughts? We need Arby's. I used it last night. You're going to Mexico, though, where there is no Arby's. There is no Arby's, but there is a, like a 24-hour buffet that's always ready to go. In the sports bar, there's always food there. But if you didn't have that, you could try and skip the dishes. I would look into it for sure. Maybe I could bring a skip the dishes driver with me. Okay, uh, Nick is pointing at something. Give me the goddamn piece of paper that is right underneath the thing you're holding. Hey, let's... Thank you. Two guys and a goalie. Um, yeah, so skipthedishes.ca. Oh, Visit sure. them, download the app. Subscribe, send them a tweet that says, bring Arby's to skip the dishes. Yes. Let's make them friends. So thanks to skip the dishes for bringing us this great episode. Uh, we would like to announce to everybody that this will be a Kachuk and Cassian free episode. Cause we think your ears are bleeding. You just brought them up though. You're yeah. But this it. is just like, that's where I get right? So happy birthday. Is that Cassian? Over. Everybody want to sing three, two, one. No. Okay. Uh, so yeah, Best Kachuk wishes. free, Kachuk, Cassian free. Thanks. Coom. We can talk uh, about it next week. Cause after we'll be two games into that. Yeah. We'll two be, yeah, games? We'll be, we'll be right the, in the middle yeah. of it. We'll be leading up to the blues game. Hopefully we'll have something to talk about battle of Alberta, but that's it. That's it. No more talk about those two. We're on to the next topic tonight. 
the, the very first and only episode <laughs> of the Connor documentary, whatever it takes airs tonight. What are we, uh, I don't know if I can watch it. I, even on the bus to Calgary there, whatever, two weeks ago, I was, I had that little feeling in my stomach. like this, I, I don't even want to be here. Like I, and I have yet to, wa- I did not watch the, the trailer. I thought it was the whole thing there. I didn't like, I found out later that it was just the trailer. I've seen some of the quotes, but I don't think I want to watch it. So maybe in a couple so years, maybe so, in a couple years I will. So for the people that haven't heard yet, uh, Nick, be? you put up an article today, kind of breaking down did things. Oilers Nation HQ put up the article. Well, but Daniel. Nick, you did it. You're the. I'm giving you credit. Okay, the thanks. backender. You put up an article to explain it. So I, I've told you time and time again, Zach. I do not appreciate. That's that a gimmick. curling term. <laughs> the backender. Anyway, it's true. Uh, so we were all there, or most of us were there. Mm. Zach, were you there? I just on your own. The one nope. thing of your own volition. Nope. Dan, the one thing I wanted to say is yes, it's the only episode, but there will be four. Uh, broadcast times for the documentary. Okay, go ahead. It's going to be tonight on Sportsnet, Saturday, January 25th, uh, going into the All-Star game. Tuesday, February 4th, uh, going into the Edmonton, Arizona game. And then Wednesday, February 19th at 5 p.m. leading into the Bruins at Oilers game. And then I heard as well from uh, the producer that we're being connected with, who will be a guest on Nation Real Life on Tuesday. Shane Fennessy, baby. Shane Fennessy, uh, that they're also, it'll also be va- made available on NBC at some point ah, in the okay. future in the States. Those guys do great work, and I guarantee it's going to be incredible, and the production is going to be phenomenal, but I can't bring myself to watching that all that happen again it's yeah for for people the uh, myself rick like we were there rick, we were there, there. we're rick, sitting we watched it from however far far away we were but we were there it does not get much more real than that i almost fought a dude because he was searching connor for not but rick, here's a, here's a pull quote from connor from the documentary i felt my legs slam into the metal post and thought it was in two pieces i felt I that was too. terrified to stand up wondering if my career may be over yeah, it's no, it's scary. It's, I, you think the same thing. I mean, it took us a little bit longer to get to that point, but you see what happened on the ice. And then, of course, everybody's on their phone and someone's already tweeted that he, he mouthed the words, it's broken. So now we're, we're, he's still not even off the ice yet. We're in the middle of it. We're seeing all this stuff. Next thing you know, he's in the back and he's screaming louder than anybody's ever screamed before, says somebody else. And it was. It was a hell of a time to just be sitting there, and it, the rest of the game didn't even—it almost didn't even matter. I think it's just remarkable the fact that he's been able to return the way that he has. I mean, like I'm scared to watch the documentary because of how serious it sounds and how much we don't even know going into this documentary. But I think it's just amazing the fact that he's been able to return the way he has and just dominate by like just like don't standing you on see what, what he went through though. Not well, really. It's going well, to make my I stomach do. turn. Like, I mean, yeah, you're going to want to know, but at the same time, if I didn't know at the end of it, then yeah, I'll be fine. I was going to say, like, I think this is the first time that other fans are actually getting like a real peek behind the curtain since oil change. If everybody yeah. remembers. Yeah. Aquila it was a, it was a good try though. Of oil change. That would have been cool. It was, I think it was just kind of, I don't even remember why it went away. Cause we kept losing. I guess we were it just, wasn't that we much fun to document the last yeah, place team. <laughs> well, Anyways, we're looking forward to it. One of the things that I think has people talking more than anything was the the news that Bob Nicholson um, withheld, I guess is probably the best way to say it. Withheld the information about Connor's injury. So the quote that we got from the documentary uh, is talking to, this is Ken Holland saying, talking to Bob Nicholson in the process to become the general manager, we did talk about Connor's injury, but it didn't seem to be all that significant. 
I don't want to throw Bob under the bus, but I wasn't made aware of just how seriously he was injured. At what, ni- at what point was this meeting? Like, were we talking like a week after well, two that's weeks? The thing you, we don't know. And obviously you got to watch the documentary. Uh, oh, a little lead. Uh, Maybe someone can just tell me. And then Nicholson's response kind of quote to that was, uh, when I talked to Ken, he asked that question. It wasn't the first question he asked, but he certainly asked it fairly quickly through the process. I gave him information, but I certainly didn't give him all the information. Uh, I think you can understand why they didn't want to give all the info to every candidate. At the same time, I'd like to know when Ken Holland found out, like before they hired him and before they came to an Probably agreement. before the ink was dry on the contract. Right. Like but as soon as my name's down, I drop the pen and go, okay, guys, give me the story. But like, where are we? I like, think you could understand why you wouldn't go tell every candidate like, hey, Connor's leg is pretty <laughs> fucked up. Well, I understand that. But it, it comes down to, again, when did this conversation happen? When was this information passed along? Right. Like if we're talking like after Holland has already been hired, well, that's awful. If it's during the interview process, okay, that's a little bit more understandable to the point that you made, Tyler. I assumed this is all before he signed the contract. Like it was in like the meetings before. Yeah. You hope so. You hope so. Um, at the same time, like if you're Ken Holland, you're, I wonder if he would have taken the job if Connor was out for a calendar year. Like, do you still I jump th- on that opportunity? Yeah, I think so. You think so? That yeah. would give him, it would give him like free reign to do exactly what he wanted to for do. For one full year, you can do whatever year. you want. Yeah, and, you know, and you know damn well the best player in the world is coming back. Yeah. It just, I don't know. It just, to me, it makes Nicholson look like a dolt. No, a but you, you got to look at it. You got to look at it from both sides though. From Bob's side, you're like hundred percent. There's no yeah. way I'm telling everybody, but from Holland's side, you yeah, I'd want to know His as much as possible. It's just weird, though. Yeah, but he's like, always yeah. just. It was, I think we overlooked the words it fairly quickly through the process. Like, he's okay. just kind of a. Well, yeah, it's just, it wasn't the first thing he said, but yeah. Anyways. Second. Um, <laughs> I imagine a scenario what if Connor was out for the whole year and they just didn't tell Holland? And he showed up for the first day of training <laughs> camp and was like, where the fuck is 97? Or they're sitting in some meeting and he's looking at the long term IR and he's yeah. like, all right. Brodziak, yeah. I, you guys put McDavid on LTIR. That makes no sense at all. And then it's like, oh, what? Yeah, I'll work the cap issues, guys. Just take it off there. Uh, oh, sorry. Do you no. think that maybe this whole Connor thing lingering explains why the Oilers weren't uber aggressive this offseason? I do. I absolutely do. I mean, if you're if you're even going into free agency last July, you still don't know if McDavid's coming back 100% or not, right? Like, you're still in that process of McDavid's and his recovery. I mean, we didn't even really know, I think, until weeks before training camp if he was even going to be ready for training camp, for God's sake. So I think it might explain a little bit better why Holland decided to just throw out a couple of flyers on some $1 million one-year contracts and kind of go from there. Yeah, it's, yeah. I don't know. I'd you know, like to think that, you know, if, even in the names that we are watching that they just kind of exceeded the limits that he was willing to put out there. Right. Like yeah. as whatever, like uh, Connolly out of, out of Washington and, or, oh, Connolly yeah. over, and you know, just these guys like, Hey, listen, this, this is what we're going to give you three times three, two, two, five. And they're getting nor- North of four and four years. And Holland just says, no, all right, I'm out. Well, and that's the thing, right? Like those guys are free agents this summer. It's not like they, it's not like we could wait another year and maybe get a Brett Connolly again. Like it, if you wanted to get a Connolly, he was going to go out and get him. But you're right. I think. Yeah. They just exceeded the limits that he was willing to put out there. But can we talk about how he, did he heal himself? Like, so there's stability and uh, stability uh, training and diet. So he stood on a leg ate a carrot and thought about fixing his knee. Like this is ridiculous. But it just comes back to the fact that Connor is inhuman. That's what I mean though. I mean, human. dude, He's not like normal. It's insane. They're like, he may never play again. Yeah. That's how bad this injury may be. He may never. And all he did was just think about like healing himself. 
I'm it just, just willed himself to recovery. I, no, like, I think that's part of it, but I think he did also have that doctor living with him like all summer. Like these were 10 hour days. Oh, and that, and that's, fair. And that's fair. But there's, but there's like, there's no, Tyler. nobody's doing anything besides you're just healing yourself, right? You're doing it in the exact way that you're supposed to or whatever under a watchful eye, but not a needle, not a, there's not a cut. There's not a, there's nothing happening. And what? he heals this all within six months to the point where he's the best player in the world still. That's why I'm fascinated for the documentary. Like, and, I want to see what went into this. And you got to think, too, like, he's not doing any of his regular off-season training. Like, he's not doing any other strength and conditioning. He's not doing any muscle mass building in the off-season that you normally would do as a player, right? Like, all of a sudden, it's like, okay, yeah, we're just rehabbing for six months. And he comes back, and is just, like, fucking dominating the league. He was, like, two days it's later, insane. he was two days later, he was at the mini-golf. Yeah, Kyler Mimamoto pointed that out on Instagram. Right, like, how do you not, like... It's insane. Rick, I'll also point out he was playing bocce earlier that day at local as well. Really? Yes. I saw photos as well. With the knee brace on? Yes. Well, with the knee brace, he definitely played uh, Buck Hunter too. I can (laughs) tell you where that was, but... (laughs) So, (laughs) So, to wrap this up, are you guys watching it? Start with you, Nick. Yeah, of course. Rick? Of course. I don't know. No, you're not going to miss it. You're a a hardcore this time. You're watching. I'm watching. I'm watching. I'll be watching the University of Alberta Golden Bears uh, take on the Calgary Dino. Is it clear Drake uh, Arena? But I'll have it PVR'd for later tonight. Fair enough. So, but Tyler, uh, it's also playing. Eh? T- Tyler, it's also playing tomorrow at four uh, thirty. Golden Bears. Hey, that's right before my midnight rec league game in Beaumont. So I think I'll be able to watch 4:30 it. Four thirty is right before your midnight rec league game. Yep, it's a long drive. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Got to get that uh, pregame nap in uh, past edition, eh? Yeah. So, so just quickly, TSN uh, tossed out their top fifty. This is not going to be quick. They make the All Star. Uh, they make the All Star break kind of the mid season break, and so they they listed the top fifty players. Uh, the top five players were as such: Connor McDavid, Nate McKinnon, David Pasternak, Leon Drysital, and Artemi Panarin. What did you guys think of the top fifty, Zach? I thought it was cool to see Drysital getting so much recognition. I mean, I'm still kind of in this place where it's kind of like, oh, well, Eastern media bias. Nobody likes any of the Oilers beyond Connor McDavid. So to see Drysaddle get number four, I thought was pretty cool. And maybe a good note that, uh, you know, he, he is really as good as we all know he is. And him getting that recognition is sweet. It's nice to see him get that recognition. You know, you go for a while there. You're going to be playing in his shadow for, you know, hopefully the rest of their careers. And to get this this little boost, you know, this is putting his name in the top five players in the in the world. And yeah, I know some people want to argue about whether he, he was high enough. Like that's I where he is, where he's situated there is just fine. Hmm. Zach, what are you trying to tell me? I was trying to tell you to go to the notes because I put it in the we're Google going, Docs. Like, but you already found it. So, oh, there it is. so another peek behind the curtain for everybody. We're going super high tech this episode. Mm. There's a Tyler's been, screen facing Tyler's us. been bringing up. Yeah, we stuff have a monitor screen facing us. We've got video, live video of TSN and Sportsnet playing in the back. It's crazy. Bro. We are starting to operate like a legitimate professional podcast. It's crazy. We're a radio show, though. Mm. Radio podcast show. Oh, and radio show podcast. Huh. Nick, what were your thoughts of the top 50? Was there anything that stuck out to you? Okay. So how is this frame? This is as the where they are right now. Yes. Like, as, so it's the best 50 players up to this point in the season. Yeah, yeah. That's correct. On the season, on the season. With the mid-season top 50 representing an assessment of performance this season mm. only before the all-star break, not a project projection for the second half. And that next line is who you're going to be talking about. Crosby. Yeah. 
You didn't like where he, he, you thought he should be up higher? I'm just where like, is he? Like, it's 22nd, yeah. down from like, number two. I don't know. I guess the way I look at this is sort of, I, like, don't we all love Leon Dreisaitl. He's played half the amount of games? Yeah, because it's because he, he missed so many hurt, games. Right? Yeah. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna be a fact. Tyler, gonna Tyler has said this before, and I kind of like Leon Drysaddle is good, but he's really good because he gets to play with Connor McDavid a lot. I don't think Car- I don't think Leon Drysaddle is the fourth best player in the NHL. Who's on his line right now? Okay, right now your buddy Yamamoto and Nuge. So who's not there? Connor. But, and but what are they and still his doing? Production is dipped. Well, yeah, it's Rick, gonna, where's Rick, his production has, level though? His, what's his, production what's his, not, his production when he's not with Connor does not make him a top five. He's not otherworldly. Yeah, I'm saying all I'm saying is right now I'm taking a Sidney Crosby who's played like ten games over a Leon Drysaddle on your team right now. Start Absolutely, to start a team. No, no, oh, no, I, I, no, yeah, no, that's, that's right. What that's what's trying to clarify. That's not what we're talking about. We're talking that's about like right now to have a better pl- man. I'm taking Alex Ovechkin over Leon Dreisaitl right now. Uh, yeah, probably because he's ridiculous. He's the best goal scorer I, of I, our time. I, I, I personally just think he's a little high. I think Panarin's also a better player than Dreisaitl. I'm, I'm glad Ooh. to see. Panarin. I'm glad to see Pan- man. Panarin is unreal. If you look at his underlying stats, he pushes play in New York like Nobody else on that team. He's doing that shit with Ryan Strom. Yeah, like and, and Terry Hold Panarin on. is a Ryan Strom's a fine player. Artemi Panarin is a very good player and is nice worth every too. every dollar that the Rangers gave to him in the summer. But that being said, it's good to see Drysdale getting recognition. I just don't think he's the fourth best player in the NHL. Tyler, what were your thoughts of the top fifty? Is anything stuck out to you? Um, I mean, you do have to remember that there was that stretch earlier in the season where Drysdale, where people were like, "Oh, he's the second best player in the league." Um, so on on the whole first half of the season here. I agree with it. I think having dry saddle at four is fine. Um, if you if we were projecting it for the second half of the season, considering where dry saddle's playing now and guys like Crosby being healthy and all that, yeah, I'd knock him down a few pegs. But I think when assessing the first half of the season, like he's second in the NHL in points, what else do you want the guy to do, right? So I, I'm okay with the John list. John Carlson might crack 100 points as a defenseman. That's insane. I thought Carlson actually. <laughs> like, that was crazy. I would almost have Carlson ahead of Matthews. Oh, and man. I'd have, I'd just have, because he's a defenseman. I'd have 45, 49 of those players ahead of Austin Matthews, for God's sake. He has 34 Ouch. goals, man. Oh, cool. He's like third in the NHL in goals. And he's also like, he never takes penalties or anything like that. I, I think you're not giving Austin Matthews enough credit. What? I'm not. I was damn Western I think, media I, no, bias. Like I, like I think seven is really good, but I wouldn't like if he was eight or nine. I'd be like, all right, but I wouldn't have him thirty nine players or whatever you said ahead of him. Like what? <clears throat> I think Matthews four, is I said a good forty nine. Isn't he one B to Connor McDavid though? Oh, well, that's there right. Is I, no I, one B. I, I usually forget that. You My, know what though? Nate McKinnon's getting close. I like how Brian Rust. Nate McKinnon is can this. definitely, you know, um, there's a, there's a next level, Nathan and that's McKinnon and he could lead there. the next level, but yeah. nobody's on, but nobody's going to no, get the Connor but, level. But Nathan McKinnon is, if someone's going to be close to a one B, it's going to be him. Yeah, yeah absolutely, I, absolutely. Well, we just say he's definitely number two. Then he's sure. number two. He's the yeah, second yeah, best player yeah. in the NHL, no doubt. Like all things considered, I know like maybe Man. for one year you would take Crosby, but I, I just have such a he, hard time saying that when Sidney Crosby still plays in the NHL. Uh, if you were giving me a playoff series right now, man, I think I'd take Nate Mack over Crosby. Um, really? See, I don't know about that. They had the, like it's it's I get hard. It. I understand. I'm on board. So with hard. Crosby board with and McKinnon had the same amount of points last year, and Crosby played less games, and he's a like a better all around player. Well, that's the thing with Crosby, right? He's like, so good in the defensive zone. Yeah. He's so good he's in his good, own end. He's but, good at faceoffs. But, he kills penalties. Like, but the team in Pittsburgh is just fine without Crosby. Sure. The team in Colorado has had everybody drop off like flies and Nate McKinnon has been like, Kate, hop on my back. We're sure. Going. 
Like yeah. I, I don't know. Just right now, but Pittsburgh still. I mean, Pittsburgh still has Evgeny Malkin on their team. Hundred oh, and first best player of all still, time. They're still a good team, and and you should say you could say that about Colorado, right? Like well, they had a lot of Langus Cog and Ratnin were out long term, right? And that, but those are good players that are gone. Sure, and McKinnon is still dragging that carcass along. Yeah, but what I'm saying is Crosby got hurt, and but like Malkin is still there to help carry Pittsburgh. Absolutely. So it's not, it's not like Crosby got hurt and it's Brandon Russ carrying the fucking team. Which no, he kind of has. Brian Russ. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, true. And, you know, fucking Jari. Christian Jari is playing like Tristan. Tristan. What did I say? Christian. Oh, Christian. whatever. Come on. He's thinking uh, WWE. Not, yeah. Hmm. There's but, no uh, Christian Jari in Christian WWE. In Gangrel. That's what you were thinking. Uh, the brood. Right. My my one thought on it was uh, that they just shoehorned Shea Weber in at the end of the list. Shea Weber's still a fine 44. player. He's though. a fine player, but they didn't. Then they left off all. Hey, Ottawa hot Senators. take. Montreal won the PK Subban trade. Oh man, I've never been more wrong about something in my <laughs> hockey writing career. I man, trashed them for that deal. Every blogger on Twitter trashed Montreal for that trade. Every single one, and they won it. They did. Yeah, but you know what isn't trash? Also, I told you that this segment wouldn't be short. Sherwood Ford. That's not trash. <laughs> Our friends over at Sherwood Ford, also another presenting sponsor of the ON Radio podcast. If you see that beautiful nation truck out and about, you see Jay downtown. I think it just got washed in yesterday, it too. Just get Looks fresh. I picked him up from Sherwood Ford myself. Was it a $2 wash? Humble break. Three. No, it was a Sherwood Ford wash, so they did a good ah, job. Okay. Not a, not a rush <laughs> oh, job. He does his three. Whole he's he's got a whole $3 $3 system. I'm calling you I think you he out, said Jay. two. No, it's three. I've, it is? Yeah, yeah. Oh. When I tried to do it once, I <laughs> texted him. I was like, dude, look, this is where I'm at three bucks in. <laughs> Did you take a live video? No, no. I just <laughs> took a picture. Like, everything shut off, right? So, well, now what? I got to Go put another fucking loony in. I'll take so, a picture and call them out on it. If you see that freshly washed nation truck out on the city streets, whether it's in Sherwood Park, Alberta, or anywhere around, take a photo of it, tag Sherwood Ford, tag us, and use the hashtag nation truck, and you will be entered to win a $100 gift card. And who would say no to a $100 gift card right now? I could use a $100 gift card right now. That might fill up your tank halfway. These gas prices. Ah, that was a good. That no, was I a drive good, a Nissan Altima, man. That thing's great on gas. Everybody is just like, okay, boomer. Huh? I'm the thanks. So, so thanks to Sherwood Ford. Back, guys? Yeah, exactly. You're welcome. If, that's if he can make if it back. I, if he comes back. I have a, he's I have a so fear. wasted right now. I have a fear he's just going to enjoy living on the beach and he's not coming home. There's no, no, no way. He can, find a, he can find a way to make money. He did this. He did. He, how long do you spend out he, in? He's uh, in PP Island for Yeah, yeah, exactly. He could be a beach guy. I know. He's told me about his desire to be beach guy. He'll be fine. Yeah, see? He'll be back. He can't quit this he, team. He texted us at like 10 a.m. that he was like already loaded. This oh, morning. I sent him a message. He took a picture like, of his oh drink. Boy. I was like, hey, man, try Miami Vice. He's like, I'm working my way through the menu. I'll get there. I was like, oh, <laughs> he's nice. having some already. I love pray, it. Pray for bag to milk. All-star. <laughs> he's an all-star. Speaking of all-stars, it's the all-star game skills competition tonight. And then the all-star game tomorrow. Game's a. Game's a. Isn't You're it? Right. Yep. Is it three? So I think... Well, let's just go around the table. Four. Are you guys are you guys oh, over the All Star game? game? No, the uh, the oh ladies, I have forgot. Yeah, no, my bad. Yeah, that's Sir. tonight though. The three on three is tonight. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's part of the skills competition. Oh, is it? They're showing off the skills. Did we oh. vote in? Did we vote in Darnell's sister? Through Ch- I think it was Sarah. It's not his sister. It's his cousin. Oh my bad. Yeah, that's right. It is uh, his sister plays. But yeah, she's playing. Yeah, is she sister, in? sister plays basketball. Cousin plays for yeah. Canada, and she's in. Yeah, yeah, okay. I just saw something the other day. You got to try and. Is it Canada versus the U.S.? It is. I, I have it right here. Three elite selects. 
give us the give us the roster, Zach. I'm just joking. You I'll don't have to read butcher all, all these names. Uh, big highlights there: Hillary Knight, Brianna Decker, Kendall. Coyle, I think it's cool. Natalie Spooner. I think it's cool to have them in the the Sarah thing. Nurse did make it, by the way. Remember we, last year though? Was it last year where they did the they did a couple of the skills competitions and then people were mad because they actually beat NHLers? They didn't though. Oh. There was a thing about how uh, the one she beat um, Leon Dreisaitl, right? The path or the yeah, the other obstacle or whatever was it? You, or whatever it was that it was. weird. Is that weird? Like long cross cross so, pass and stuff. And so there was controversy that she had actually beaten him, so she should have gotten the money or something like that. But they went back and looked, and she didn't actually beat him. But yeah. didn't that one girl skate uh, faster than a lot of guys? Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Like she was flying out there. Leon Drysaddle is the odds favorite to win accuracy shooting, according to Vegas, and uh, pretty heavily the favorite Which to win. Which means that, event. that he won't. That's weird. Connor McDavid is. Big time favorite to win fastest skater. I want to see them get onto like a, a huge ice surface and it can still be an oval, but like <laughs> big enough that you can keep going 100% the whole time, you know, like the Indy 500. And let's see how fast it, they go. I want to point out with the fastest skater though that Dylan Larkin is not there because he pleaded with fans to say, don't fucking send me to the All Star nice. game. So Dylan Larkin, who did beat Connor McDavid one year as a fastest with a running skater, start, would be, I'm just saying, with a might, might change those odds a little bit, but with a running start. Yeah. I, Dan, so annoying whatever i know but who it's fucking cares thing. Thing. that's like a massive part of the event it's standing still or yeah, starting it's, part. it's just this like we all know Connor mcdavid is the fastest skater who fucking cares if dylan larkin beat him one year i don't know why I have so record, mad. I don't record hey, books Nick. record books when your grandchildren's ga- grandchildren look at the record bro- record books they're gonna be hey what the fuck great well jason chimera set an unofficial record once too so tell, like, tell us how you really feel about the all-star so game stupid no more all-star game. Why are you so negative? It's okay. Friday. Nobody okay, so wants to go. Okay, so I'm pretty sure they're sold out. So Tyler, you might not want to go. Players don't want to go. So Tyler walked into do. the office today and he posed a question to you guys. So this kind of speaks to your hatred of the all-star game or the draft. So Edmonton, you have the decision. You are now the OEG and you get to decide. The NHL is like, you get to host one of these two events. Okay. Well, first off, I'm, re- I'm changing the Bobby Nix burger to the uh, Nikki Good burger. Okay. That's the first thing I'm doing. 2021, you either get to host the All-Star game or you get to host the 2021 draft. This is easy. Zach, what are you picking? As a fan, All-Star game. As a journalist who is an absolute nerd for the draft, the draft. So, but gun to your head, you're going draft or you're going I'm going draft. Gun to my head, draft. Wouldn't it be fun to like interview all the stars though? Not, not, I don't know. I think I'd enjoy the prospects a little bit more. The stars, they what, made What it, aspect of it, right? though? There's I, trades I, I, and stuff with the draft. Yeah, there's trades. Oh, Interviewing the kids right. is fine. Carolina has such traded their day. sixth and seventh round pick in 2020 for 2022 Mr. for a negative over here. And the okay, Rick. So, Rick. Oh, all-star game. 100%. All-star game? Yeah. Nick. Uh, neither. Oh, oh, fuck off. Neither. He's I, taking his I, ball. Oh, oh, okay, if that's I have, cold. If I have to... <laughs> if I have... Why didn't you just actually use the button? I did it. Oh. I did it for him. I don't have the button. I guess if I have to choose, it's the all-star game. Yeah, you like work the, in a bar, draft, man. That's true. The draft. The, the whole weekend. Anyone can come rolling in. It's true. I did. I was in uh, Toronto when the uh, NBA all-star game was there, and that was pretty cool. Did, um, did NBA players come into the bar you worked at? They did not. We weren't very close ah. to... Um, and Toronto to is a finicky city when it comes to going But um, But, you know, if I have to pick, sure, the All-Star game. The draft, like, nothing nothing happens at the draft. It's just people sitting at I tables. hope we don't like it because we're fucking picking 30-whatever. I'd rather have World Cup of Hockey. And I've well, that's a, a whole tournament. That's yeah, not even that's fair. Like a, that's like a two-week thing. You want to take the though, Olympics right? over it, too? That'd be cool. <laughs> 
Tyler, what would you do? <laughs> Drive two and a half hours to the mountains for all the for all the events, or just go to Snow Valley, turn into Olympic size hill. Um, f- from a fan perspective, I don't see how a fan would enjoy the draft more. Like the best part of the draft is getting like the analysis and seeing highlights of the sitting players. Sitting at home watching. Sitting yeah, at, home. at home. The TV well, coverage is so good. Or, you don't get that at the rink. So the, what? Or if the nation draft parties are always the best place to watch. There you go. What if the draft was like held like the NFL is doing their draft this year? On oh, a walk out, yeah, walk out on, onto yeah. the lake. I don't give a shit. Still, still the middle, in the middle of the river, the North Saskatchewan River, and you get <laughs> um, to take the River Queen over. No, 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 no. It'd be uh, in Horlock Park. It'd be on the pond there. Oh, that is yeah, beautiful setting. Beautiful yeah. setting, especially when they get that the uh, for the I or with the World Triathlon. Or they could set it up in the uh, in the fountain outside Churchill, outside uh, City Hall. Uh, because <laughs> walk to the middle <laughs> players just walking on water to their draft connor position. good uh just one other question from the uh from the draft was uh just because it's a kind of our mid-season uh show here what do you guys think what team would you guys say is your biggest surprise this year positive or negative nick uh ooh. uh okay negatively i would say probably vegas is a lot of people's um, they've been very, very disappointed. Oh, look at that with our new technology. Tyler's bringing up the standings right now. Um, I mean, the Islanders still surprise me that there's, they, they're still doing what they're doing. Trotz is obviously one of the best coaches in the league because he keeps this team competitive. Can you go back down to the Western Conference there, Tyler? Please? Hold on. You get two picks. I'm just, I just, I'm taking another look here. A little look-see. Um, no, I think that's pretty much it. I think, I think Vegas is the obvious answer. Yeah, most disappointing for sure. Rick, up until whatever ten games ago, I think it has to be Tampa Bay, right? Didn't nope, they go on like some? They, yeah, they got on this. Oh yeah, let's take yeah. that out of there. But yeah. outside of that, that was incredible. How how bad they were. Sure, it's kind of like St. Louis last year, right? Like you know, yep. know this team is going to be top of the league, and they're and they're playing the the bottom end. So yeah, Tampa could definitely snap out of it at any given time, which I think they have. So do you think that they're your positive and your negative surprise this year? No, no. they're definitely the negative. Also, let's give some love to John Tortorella and the Columbus Blue Jackets. Yeah, that was yeah, going to be my, be my oh, After their yeah. mass exodus. Let's just let everybody make their picks here. Right, we're just having a conversation. Know, this true. isn't a radio show. It's, it's a podcast. Fair enough. I'll be the homer, though, and say my my positive is Edmonton. Well, yeah. Yeah, I, I should have yeah, put right the here. caveat right. there, but yeah. I, my my surprise, positive surprise, would be that Tampa Bay was able to just be like, "Okay, we're not going to suck anymore." And they like, oh, now just blowing the teams out of the water. Mm-hmm. I think we still have to play Tampa, which sucks. But the the weird thing is that they lost those games. The, the fact they just turn it on and win whatever in a row, you're like, "Well, that's eight out of ten. That's yeah, about right. That doesn't surprise me." The surprising part was how much they lost. But it's like they made a decision. It's like they they it's decided exactly this what year. St. Louis did. Well, yeah. they were they were they were hurting after that playoff loss in round one last year. Like that yeah, took a been. huge hit to that entire organization. To the affirmation right? Blue Jackets. Yeah. And you see Columbus stepping in this year. That's been pretty great to see. Yeah, and it, it's been incredible what Columbus has done. Like, you just look back, Kekalainen loads up, and everyone goes, oh, he's going to be screwed if they don't, like, go far this year. And look what they've done this year. Like, their defense, name me a top pairing that's as good and as young and as mobile as Seth Jones and Zach Wierenski. Like, yeah. those two are exactly Absolutely. what you want in modern-day demons. Caleb Jones and Matt Benning. They can, they can run four lines deep. They're, they're just complete. And the thing is, they're having all this success while battling injuries as well. You can look through who's hurt on them right now. They're missing You're on like, dailyfaceoff.com right they're, now. They're missing five regulars. Murray, Tessier, who was great in the playoffs at times. Corbisalo came into the year as their starting goalie, but it's all Elvis now. Josh Anderson, Brandon Dubinsky. Like, that, that's just a solid forward group that they have healthy. 
And when they get the regulars back in, like I think I don't think it's a fluke that they're in the playoffs, but because because I think they can hold on to that spot as well. Um, so yeah, Columbus is without a doubt my biggest story of the year. Led by number one center Pierre Luc Dubois, mm-hmm. who remembers when we were like, "Holy shit, Columbus took Dubois. We get Pouliarvi. Holy shit!" I see that? You see that that red now. flag number one. You see yeah. his video yet from yesterday though? Yeah, that was sick. Wow, that was sick. Those, those, re- those rec league highlights look great. Rec league. Come you want me to pull now. up Dubois stats as well? Man, no, I didn't say stats. I said highlights. Also, can we just also like Toronto's not in the playoffs right now, so we got to fucking laugh. At oh yeah, like, <laughs> don't jinx it. Like we don't mention it. And then it's Beetlejuice, man. Don't a little bit it. of love towards the Blackhawks, man. The Blackhawks are all of a sudden in a playoff race where everyone was like, they're too old. Their their cap is fighting is at practice. Fuck fighting them. They're practice. way too close to us. I just, I, you got to give it give them a little bit of uh, of credit here because they are a team that everybody had written off that was going into rebuild. They're you know they're gonna have to try to find a way to trade Seabrook's contract, maybe even Duncan <laughs> Keith's contract. They found a way to deal with Seabrook's well, contract. Yeah, for this year anyway. <laughs> My, well, that's definitely my, one of those things that's going on next year for sure. He's oh, another injury. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna other hip now. I think my biggest negative surprise so far has been the Winnipeg Jets, though. Really? They, yeah, they've really I, struggled. I thought that they were. I, I I always just kind of penciled them in up there with the Predators, who have also been shocking. Have you bad. seen their defense? Yeah. Well, have that was. I mean, yes. when they but when they came into the season versus what it is now Holman is there on their fucking top pairing yeah. or whatever his name is no it, it's it's but I but when you think of the teams last Pionk year right, is you, up just, there. you figure you could just pencil them into one of the top three spots in the central it always hurts when you lose your number one or number two defenseman though yep. or both I mean oh, where you rank Morrissey but yeah. losing Truba and Bufflin and not replacing them was yeah. just it's borderline idiotic like yeah I know you all are going to boo me for this one, but I, I think Vancouver's been a bit of a pleasant surprise this year. It's just in terms surprise. of talking about a pure pleasant, hockey perspective, like yeah. I, I didn't think they were going to be coming out and having the year that they've done. And, you know, I mean, they're sitting number one in the Pacific Division right now. Pedersen's great. The JT Miller trade is looking great for them. They got young guys in Brock Besser. Quinn Hughes looks, looked fantastic for them. If it wasn't they're for probably Kale my McCarr, biggest surprise. He'd be, the, he'd be the rookie of the year, oh, yeah. probably. Yeah. Right now. Um, Quinn Hughes? Hughes? Just Queen looking years, at the uh, the Western Clark? Conference playoff race right now, if you kind of if you kind of had to had had to handicap things a little bit, obviously the Pacific is tight with Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary, Arizona, Vegas separated by essentially a point. Um, then you got Winnipeg there. If they win their game in hand, they're only one back of Vegas. Same thing for Chicago, Minnesota's I guess hanging around. Nashville's only played forty seven games, so again their games in hand are really their biggest advantage. If you had to kind of pick two of those, let's keep it to the wildcard teams, Arizona, Vegas, Winnipeg, Chicago, Mini, and Nashville. If you had to pick two that you think have the best chance to make it and two that you think are going to fall out, who'd you go with? I, My teams that are going to make it, I would have to go with... So uh, we're assuming Vancouver, Edmonton, Calgary stay top of the Pacific? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah, no, just we, we can throw them in there as well pick, if you want. Uh, I just knew everyone was going to pick think, Edmonton. I so. just think... No, I think out of this here... Uh, I, I think Vegas stays there. Uh, I can see. I can't see anybody else pumping in other than Nashville. Arizona's getting healthy again. Arizona. Like Once they get their goaltending yeah. sorted out, they'll be right back. Kemper's I can see. Back, I can right? see Nashville going from a non-playoff to a playoff, and I can't see the other three doing it. I think on paper, Nashville and Vegas are the best bets. But Vegas is in right now, right? Nashville still. Yeah, yeah so I, I consider Vegas in right now. The four teams that are out, I can see Nashville going in. I could see Vancouver falling out, just kind of their hot streak uh, dying. Uh, Arizona, I could see dropping out. I don't see, 
I pray we don't. I doubt Calgary wouldn't and Vegas. I, I don't know. I have a feeling Calgary could drop out easier oh, than again, a lot of people think. That's the, just the Beatles. Just, I, I mean, don't want to like, mention it. I would love it. You know, they got a minus 12 goal differential right now. They, they're still a team that struggled for the, the better part of this season. I mean, I, I could see them dropping out of that conversation for sure. Winnipeg, they're out, I think. Chicago, I think they're out. Vegas, Arizona, they'll be clawing for those last couple spots, no doubt. It'll be a tight race, though. I like think it. Calgary... I'm going to say Calgary falls out. We're going to break their spirit in these next two games. Oh, They're going to fall out. Arizona moves up into the Pacific with us in Vancouver, Vegas, and Chicago make it. Chicago's doing it. Chicago, really? Yeah, I think so. On the back of Drake Kajula? On the back of Drake Kajula, my friend. I love it. Well, and that uh, brings us to another reminder that this <laughs> podcast is brought to you by Sherwood Ford the Giant out in Sherwood Park, Alberta. If you want to visit them, they're at 2540 Broadmoor Boulevard in beautiful Sherwood Park, Alberta, my former residence. Mm. Uh, again, reminder, if you see the nation truck, you can tag them on social media. That's at Sherwood Ford on Twitter or at Sherwood Ford underscore the giant on Instagram and uh, tag us as well, just so we can see it and hashtag nation truck. Just drive to a little brick, there. go inside, buy yourself some nation gear while you're here. There's a very good chance of trucks outside. Take Whoa. a picture of the truck, send it in. You never know. Stop gas cart hacking this thing. Just telling you, I can't win. I'd like someone else to win. One of the cool things that Sherwood Ford does, though, is they give us a special question every week, Tyler. It's the Sherwood Ford giant question giant, of the week. Giant. giant, giant, giant. Behind <laughs> McDavid and Drysaddle, obviously, who is the Oilers' third most important player? Not best player, but who is the Oilers' third most important player? So this was a spicy question that we put out on social media. It was. Today. It's got people fired up. A lot of different answers. Yes. Of, mm, what yes. Do the, what wow. do the people say, Tyler? Uh, so basically, a lot of the responses. There's only one answer. Immediately, there was a ton of love for Oscar Clefbaum. Um, Ryan Nugent Hopkins got some love in there as well. I think those two would probably be the top two candidates. The third, some people said Koskinen. Some people just said whoever happens to be starting in goal. That's fair. And then even a few people said Zach Cassian from the emotional side of things is their third most important player. Um, where I come out on it. I think it is Clefbaum, but I also could hear the case of whoever's starting in net. Because if they get good goaltending, all you really need is McDavid and Drysaddle. If the goalies are standing on their head, McDavid and Drysaddle will help get you two to three goals a game, and you're probably good most nights. And on the contrary, if you don't have Oscar Clefbaum, you're a lottery team. Maybe. Are you, though? Maybe. I think so. Last year, well, yeah. maybe not. I don't know. Like, I think I think Clefbaum's the answer. The, I agree with you. I think the overall D is better than it was last oh, so year. Therefore, the we, answer. we could get over that. No. We could get through that. But it is definitely the, the real answer is Oscar Clefbaum. Okay, here it is. It's Zach Cassian. And it and 100% is. And it's not just because of what you've done for me lately. In case you guys don't know, Dan also uh, runs hockeyfights.com. If you're wondering where this <laughs> bias is coming from. But no, it's it, what it is for me is that for, for Zach Cassian to can come in, give Connor some continuity from season to season. We've gone from Ty Ratty up on his line. Yeah, we've seen to, uh, Archibald just played Archibald two games. Played well there for Chase sure. Yeah. Did it, Chase on did half of last Chase season. Chase on did it half of last season and, and now is a passenger on the third line. If My thing with Zach with Cassian him, is, is that he's given Connor somebody to be comfortable with to then slot in somebody else on that line and you freed up Nuge and Dreisaitl to work together and they are starting to click. So my big thing with Cassian is that he's given Connor some confidence on that top line. He plays top line minutes and plays them well. And then you add in the, what have you done for me lately where he teams have that a good playoff team or an exciting playoff team have that moment in their season where you can point at it and be like, 
that's where the that's where the troops came together. That's where they that the St. Louis Blues had it last year. They get a goaltending switch from a guy that nobody had ever heard of. They could have done that change even. They could also have coaching played switch. With, even also without, coaching switch. Even without those two. But those moves, are but those got. are moments that happen where you point back to them and you're like, that's where this team this team came together and gelled and made it something special. Yes, our January was already a five one and one January. But I think Zach Cassian is the third most important player. On the I think we saw it last year. Cass was here. He was playing with Connor last year. But when Clefbaum went down, there was a massive, massive, massive That's problem. Fair. That's okay, fair. The, the Blues argument, I don't agree with at all. Because the Blues were like a Stanley Cup playoff contending team. They were team. underachieving the whole they damn year. They could have they could when you they would have flipped it like even without their coach and goalie changes. Counterpoint exactly. is when you have Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl on your team, sure. you should already be in the conversation. All right, guys, the Not answer every goalie, in every puck. The answer here is obviously Sam Gagne. No, I'm kidding. The answer is Ethan Bear. <laughs> oh, Ethan Bear's the, the answer. answer is, the answer is Ethan Bear because Ethan Bear overcame expectations going into uh, training camp, coming out of training camp, going into the regular season. He assumed what started out as a top pairing role with nurse as a rookie. Um, he currently is on the right side of all the advanced stats. His course, he's right, ab- right above 50 expected goals percentage is about 55%. Um, he's second most, second most, I think in ice time, five on five ice time amongst defensemen. So without Ethan bear, then there's a huge hole that needs to be filled on that right side. Clefbaum, I, I want to lead towards Clefbaum for sure because he shoulders a lot more load. But I think mm. Bear has done a lot for this team to to have it, you know, you can argue overachieve as a whole. Because a lot of people, I, I wrote an article a few weeks ago on OilersNation.com about all the preseason predictions all the writers and pundits had for the Oilers going to the season. And not a single writer had us in the playoffs. Assholes. So. I think Ethan Bear, he's been massive to this team this year he's definitely allowed uh he's taken a lot of uh, a lot of weight off clefbaum's shoulders i'm going to keep clefbaum there but by this time next year i could definitely see it being uh bear evan bouchard oh yeah i can't wait for that too (laughs) sorry jay Oh, you no, should I, mention Evan Bouchard name to the HL All-Star team. HL All-Star. Hey, don't ruin anything for Hot and Cold Performers of the Week. Oh, okay. Nice. Sorry. It's going to be a tight week for Hot and Cold Performers yes. of the Week. Um, but okay, so so let's just go around the table so we can we can have it nice and neat and tidy. Tyler, third most important player on the Oilers. Uh, I really thought hard about Clef Bomb, but I'm going to go with whoever's playing in net. I know it's a bit of a lame answer, but it, it really is. If the goaltending's here, this team's a playoff team. Nick? Ethan Bear. Rick. Clough bomb. Zach. Clough bomb. Dan. Cassian. So there you go. It's a democracy. The giant. giant Majority wins. Giant, Question giant, of the week. Giant, giant. Thank you, Sherwood Ford. Very cool. Um, so uh, an article came out this week from our very own Zach Lang, who's sitting right next to me That's on OilersNation.com. That website again is OilersNation.com. Uh, we were talking about some players, Zach, that, got, uh, that are being talked to about extensions now. That is correct. As reported in 31 Thoughts this week, week, Elliot Friedman says, as Mark Spector reported last week, Edmonton is trying to close an extension with Zach Cassian. There's common ground, but nothing is done until it is done. The Oilers will also investigate the possibility of extending Josh Archibald, Joachim Nygaard, and Riley Shahan. These aren't huge deals, but they've played roles in stabilizing their bottom six, which was caved in last season. There are a few teams who like Archibald. Okay, yeah, I like so Archibald. I, think I like Archibald is, as well. I think this is a good time in the season. We uh, we had a big, big, long discussion earlier this year before the season started about scratch tickets versus uh, versus making a couple of splashes. 
And uh, we went the scratch ticket route this summer. And as we mentioned earlier, I think the documentary is kind of showing them maybe the reason why we went the scratch ticket route. But I'm just going to list off the players to you guys. And we'll go around the table starting with Zach. And you guys say if you want to keep them, if you do, what kind of number you think they might be at. And then if you want to cut them. Okay. So we'll start with the, the three that were mentioned in this article. Riley Sheehan. Zach? Sign them. I think you sign them. I think any of them, you can make an argument to sign all of them for a one year, one to one and a half million dollar contract and you get good value out of any of them. I think they're all still kind of prove it guys. Um, I still don't think any of them are ready for that quote, big paycheck or anything like that. But if you can snag all these guys on a one year, one and a half million dollar contract, you're really, you're really not going to lose a whole lot in that group. I think Rick, right. You've, you've got nobody coming up behind them. Uh, so otherwise, if, if you don't, you're just swapping out for other guys out there right now for pretty much other versions of themselves. You know what these guys are. You might be able to get them at a little bit cheaper number. I'm, I'm keeping them and like, yeah, like they're all like two and two so years. Of, so, so let's for the them. two of you guys, you guys are keeping Shahan, Archibald and Nygaard. Yes. Okay. And anywhere between 800 grand to 1.2. 1. 1. Yeah. Nick Sheehan might get a little, might get up to 1.5, but that's what it. That dude couldn't get a contract. It's only 300 grand. Cut off anymore, but Nick. Uh, Okay, well, none of those guys are getting 800 thousand dollar contracts because they're all making 900 right now. So I don't think they're signing Uh, for the last. But at least a million. Um, Ganya's contract comes off the books, so you do have some more money to work with there. Um, Yeah, I think all three of them have. Yeah, I was. I'm still not really huge on Nygaard. Um, there's a little something there left to be desired, but he brings a good forecheck. Same with Archibald. Um, yeah, I, I don't see it. The one thing I mentioned this before that this team hasn't had over the past few seasons is continuity. And it's nice to like, I know there's the argument where like, well, you can just go out and get somebody who does the same thing for maybe a little bit cheaper, but there's something to be said about having the group play together year after year and build a little bit of camaraderie and have something to play for as in, each other as they go into a big playoff push. Tyler. Yeah, I know, I know you started this asking about Shahan, but I think we're I just did. giving all our answers. Yeah, and I'll, here. I'll ask about the other the other um, four after. I would bring back Shahan one year, 1.2, if you want to give him a slight raise, but I really wouldn't go more than that because, again, this is a guy who went into mm. August or September not having a contract. So yeah, I think you got to keep that in mind. He's 28. He's making 900000 yeah. So Give him a slight raise if he likes playing here. Uh, Nygaard, same thing. One year, one mil is kind of what I'd throw at him. And if he thinks he can get better elsewhere, you're not upset if he signs somewhere for 1.3 or whatever. Uh, Friedman didn't mention Gaetan Haas in his initial report. I think I would have Haas ahead of Nygaard on any sort of sure. list. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I would have Haas prioritized as well, just because I think he can play center or the wing. So there's that versatility to having him in the bottom six. I wonder if maybe, though, that's because he probably have like a handshake deal done with Haas already. And, and that's completely possible as well. Um, the third point I'll add. Interesting that Friedman says lot or some teams like Archibald. I don't think one year gets Archibald back here. I think you need to give him a two-year deal. I'm fine with that. That's fine. So let me let me pitch this out to you guys. If it's announced at the end of the season, the Oilers agree to terms with Archibald on a two-year deal for 1.4 million a season. No problem. No sure. problems. No problem. Yeah, I'm good with that. You can move it. You can get out yeah, of it. It's, if that, yeah, it's, yeah. it's not the end of the world. He's, he's not even 30 yet. After if the end of that contract, if it has a one in front of it, that's important. Yeah, yeah. It's going exactly. up into like the two. Sure. No, no. no I don't see him being a that. two. No. no, no. But the, these guys, they that, that speed. Like Nygaard, I don't know what I like about him yet, but I know that speed is ridiculous and it does create some turnovers and some chances and he hasn't scored him yet, but you never know. Him and Haas draw a 
shitload of penalties. Yeah. Yeah. There's a point I'd like to make too about Shan really quick, jumping back into that. That's still a guy who has scored 30 points twice in his NHL career. Like there, there's still something there. Like he's been hurt. He's been traded a lot in the last three years here. Just looking at his hockey reference page. Like he's got 11 points in 44 games. So he puts up 20 points for us. He might blossom a little bit more into a good third line center for us next year. Yeah, I think be if, an if he's on your fought. fourth line, you really like your team, yeah. right? Yeah. The only, and like Rick said, there's no one really behind them coming up. The only guy that they've talked about is Cooper Marodi, but he still doesn't seem to be breaking through at all. So and other than Benson, sure. there's no really other forwards that are immediately Not next year. Yeah, and at the end of the day, if Cooper Marodi steals a job from Riley Shahan and you got to put him on waivers, yeah, are oh you well. pissed? Nope. No, you're probably like, all right, cool. We swapped one guy for the other guy. The cap hits would probably, probably wash out too. Probably a good problem to have. Uh, yeah. You know right. what? I I think I would I would go with Shahan over Marody in that sense. Shahan's just proven that he can really lead this penalty kill. And yeah, yeah actually, that's right. Well, Marody would have to win it though. Yeah, like, like, he'd have to win it and just take it from him. There maybe, is no question at that yeah. point. It's just like okay, no, he's all right. We got to do it. And especially if we have Benson in the lineup next year, there's something we said about having a little bit of older veterans there to kind of play that that more. Uh, hard nosed NHL game. So uh, you know what? I would if it came down to that, Tyler, and I would I would look at trading Marody then. Um Probably. are any of Yerk Cho, Gagne, or Russell back with the Oilers next season? You can talk me into Gagne for like signing him nine to a million. Yeah. Yurcho and, and Russell. I could see no. him doing that. So could I, but I mean, you're definitely a 13, 14 dude. Um, you're going to spot in. It's probably good for the young guys to have around. You could talk me into it, but I wouldn't be jumping at it. I don't think. You what did. about Russell? Patrick Russell. I don't, I don't. I don't see what no. the big love is for Patrick Russell. No, it's faded for me. Like, I, I just. I. I didn't get it from day one. We always like to cheer for the underdog, well, but he no, hasn't done. A, it. He hasn't done anything though. He's, he's a never big body done who played a, a role that the rest of the team wasn't going to the hard to the net and trying to get those greasy goals. But now yeah. all those guys on that list there do it. So, but we, I think that we also I, didn't put uh, Grandland on here. Uh, he's he's, he's slid down. Oh, slid down. Oh, down. down. Good, exactly. Down. He should be sliding <laughs> yeah. down. He's so, on. Just oh, like he did is. to Sorry. the AHL. So, so I guess that that's the thing. <laughs> that's the thing for me. Tyler has now put 16 dots between him and uh, Joachim Nygaard. Um, I think the thing for me, and I think if, if we had had that conversation that we had this summer um, about about the draw the uh, the scratch tickets, oh. and if you, if I told you that we were going to hit on th- on three of the six scratch tickets that we signed, I think everybody would be pretty damn happy with that. I think it's pretty close to where we are too. Yeah, like it's a, it, I, I think it's a pretty good. I think you have to say that that's a pretty good summer for one Ken Holland. Yeah, you yep. have to. Uh, honestly, I know people like to shit on on him for for whatever, just make stuff up, but. I can't be upset with what we or where we are and what he's done so far this year. And he was able to trade Milan Lucic for James Neal. Come on. That's Bam. incredible. Yeah, now the Oilers don't have a third round pick. Oh, <laughs> that sucks. <laughs> Fuck. The least of our worries. Yeah, no, uh, trade the only offseason. Speaking of the least of your worries, huh? Tyler? Cooking. Cooking tonight? Nobody wants to. I hate cook. cooking. I no, love I have cooking. To, I oh, have to I leave at cooking. three o'clock in the morning, so the there fridge is empty now. But so, I still need to eat today. So, so you're gonna be what are you going to do? Skip the dishes? I'm definitely going to skip the dishes tonight. I don't know what I'm going to. I'll sit there for about an hour going through the menus, and you know, finally pick a place, order it, then back out, go somewhere else, do that the same thing again, and probably venture back to the first place again. So Rick, you do that through the app, do you? I always do it through the app. You got that through the app store? Uh through the app store. I think it's available. I know it's available on Google Play. It's free. Oh, and it's. Free free to download free. hey i know it's available on google play there's some there's some android do you also use bing 
Yeah, sometimes. And I do know that uh, usually your first order, you can find a cool little discount code Whoa. somewhere online. Well, always, always at the top of, of the app there. They've got the specials yeah. up there. If you have friends that haven't heard about Skip the Dishes. Oh, they just give you your normal specials. Share the code. There's Share the burger code. burger place out there throwing some free fries. And yeah, what burger. Was, for all of January, everything was, uh, there was, everybody had like a one dish that was 50 pro, 51% off. Yep. Oh. What was that shitty alternative to the uh, iPod that came out in like mid 2000s? The Zune. The Zune. Z- Dan was the tell me the Zune guy, Come not on. the iPod guy. Come on, hey, our, our, our lovely sponsors that skip the dishes. They take care of everybody, and you can be taken care of as well. No matter if Nick looks down on your your platform that you use for your phone device. What are you saying? Uh, Rick, um, I have a question. Thanks that, to Skip the Dishes <laughs> for presenting on Radio Podcast. That I would Skip like some. I think we need some. Skip clar- the dishes. Need yeah. some clarification for it because we had some questions. What's um, this? On National Donair Day, true or false? You had three donairs that day. Uh true. Wow, that's wow. pretty good. That's a, well, yeah, I got at it early. And there, Skip if the I'm dishes? not. Yeah, you uh, did. I think the second one was skip the dishes. <laughs> the third one was there was a hockey game that night. It was a Sunday, I believe, and there was a hockey game that night. So the game ended. So I had one on the way home. Oh boy! And I uh, and I definitely had one right for the uh, the eleven o'clock hour. Oh. So and I go. I will I'll admit though I got the like the smaller side I got like the regular I didn't hey. go jumbo I knew what I was getting myself into I knew I was Fair going enough. for three I went you know at three different places and oh yeah but no lettuce on donairs no right? lettuce disagree. No, I, I disagree. And it yes, goes, Rick. and for everyone who says it's like crunchy and blah, blah, blah. No, no, you want it soggy. You want okay, it to good, cause it goes soggy yeah, right away. You want <laughs> to soak up that, that sauce. Oh man. Just but Zach has a bad take of what he likes to put on his donor that he told us Jay and I the other day. What'd you put on it? Myself too. I was there. Pickles. Oh, yeah. I was pickles on donair guy. No. So when you go to prime time next time, that's do it. Cause he'll saute it up for you. I did. That's it was a shawarma. That's not a donair. That's a put, wrap. If you put pickles on it, it's a shawarma. It's a wrap. No, no. You hold on. I, the hot dog has like 90,000 different variations. They're all hot dogs. Yeah, that's a hot Donairs dog. can too. That's donair, a hot dog. A hot dog is not a donair, Rick. No, I know, but hot dog is a sandwich. This is a hot dog from here. Of course it's a sandwich. It's meat in bread. It's a sandwich. Wait, does that make donair a sandwich? Technically, mm. okay, let's do it. Donairs no, it's sandwiches. more of a wrap. It's more I'm of a wrap because if it's because it, it's in a pita, right? Yeah, so if it's in a pita, like it's, it's a wrap. not technically bread. No, one hundred percent right. It's not bread. It's a pita. Pita makes it a wrap. What do you think a wrap is made out of? This podcast of is off the rails. Not but bread. It's not, but like <laughs> Sorry, bread is not soft. Bread. It's got a little bit of substance, a little height to it. Yeah, right? you need some like, thickness. Exactly. There needs to be a crust. Co-host, your M. Tyler's back on track. Scanning through Wikipedia here. Tyler's starting his car already. Yeah. So let's let's bring this back on the rails with our hot and cold performer of the week. Hey, if you can't, t- if you can't handle it, then stay off the rails. <laughs> Those are not hey, fucking yeah, rails. We said no Cassian Kachuk talk on this podcast. That wasn't Cassian Kachuk Benning. talk. He used the misquote. It was general just, railroad safety. This, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this segment brought to you by CN. <laughs> so Tyler, do you have any sound bites for us here for uh, hot and cold performer of the week? I should probably update these at some point. Hey, well, if you got, hey, that's a good challenge for our listeners. If you have any ideas for what could be hot and cold performer little sound bites, send them over and I'll, I'll mix them in. So if you've never listened to the podcast before, welcome. Sorry, this has not been our best episode. I think it's, it's been great. Isn't here. Not well, over. Yeah, you can't judge Who me needs yet. Fair enough. Um, so what we do is we go through the round the table and everybody lists off their cold performer of the week first. As Milk says, you put your veggies before your meat. That's and potatoes. Uh, and uh, and then we'll list off our hot performer of the week, keeping in mind that we have one game to base this off of, and then some media stuff. 
stuff that's happened in the media. So your hot and cold performer of the week, starting with Nick Good. Oh man. <laughs> I didn't even think about it. I saw the guy that wasn't perform wasn't ready to go. Well, I didn't even think about a cold performer. I was just he wasn't looking at the teacher's eyes. Yeah. That's, oh, yeah, that's, that's seven three win. I just don't feel like there were any cold performers. I think you mentioned something about media and outside. I think your obvious answer over there, Dan, might be Bob Nicholson. Is that what you're getting at? No. Oh, keep going. No, is that your not mine. Is that your call? No, okay. I don't have one. Oh. You know what? I don't have one. I'll take one. Okay. I don't have one. Rick? I'm stealing your thunder here. Go ahead. Brandon Manning. Yep. Done. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, fair. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we'd, like, we don't need to, I don't nope. think we need Next to say person. much about it, but he's, that's an effing disaster. Next yeah, person. that's not good. Walk away from it. Hit the button. And then we'll go to Zach. Oh, get cold. Zach, your cold performer of the week. It is Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl who Whoa. chose to go to Aspen, Colorado with for their all-star breaks. James Neal was there. James Neal. Yep. I think Mike Smith, maybe Josh Archibald. Darnold What's Earth. wrong with Aspen, yep. Earth 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 Aspen, Colorado? It's cold. It's just literally cold oh. there. They're a fucking millionaire. So Did you see their partying? They were not cold. One of the best, if not the best South Park episode of all time. Aspen season Fair. six. And I, I, I will tell you this is I know that I have a friend who works out in Squamish. So he sees Whistler all the time. Their biggest day. And I'm assuming this is going to go for most places in the U S as well. Their biggest weekend is MLK weekend. Cause people come out from the States. Yeah. Like they, they yeah. do absolutely stupid numbers, mm-hmm. but Martin Luther King weekend is a massive thing on the Hill. Therefore I'm going to assume Aspen's doing their own version of it, and that's it. Like you saw the parties, man. They're shaking if champagne you, if bottles you and shit. Follow Lauren Kyle, Connor's girlfriend on Instagram. You saw the amount that they were partying. And hey, it just like for hot. the record, that hat is hot. My left eye closes too a bit when I start to get fucked up. Okay, Tyler, your cold performer of the week. My cold performer of the week. I, I searched hard for a like a legitimate answer to this one because i thought you know the mcdavid leon travel plans was obvious brandon manning was definitely obvious um oh man am i gonna do bobby nicks i'll do bobby nicks okay. I, I think that's a pretty obvious one for the, bur- <laughs> wow. for the burger and the burger alone right have you had the burger no no no, no. anybody actually ate the burger it. hold uh, up let me actually explain this me here <laughs> he him and ken holland need to learn how to lie better or lie more in sync like you could have a good organization when you sit down and do the documentary, Ken Holland goes, yeah, I didn't really know that much about Connor, but I wasn't too concerned about it. And then Bob Nicholson should go, yeah, no, not all the information got to him, but we were pretty transparent once we knew Ken was our guy. You don't both fucking sit there and be like, yeah, I kind of lied to him. And Ken Holland doesn't just go, yeah, honestly, I didn't really know what was going on with Connor. Like why even let this become a story? Just lie, man. What if it gets out? Isn't it better to get in front of it? No, you can get in front of it with well, white lies. Well, it would have been nice to get in front of all of this in, like, you know, the spring. There's nothing. To I think it's weird. I think it's weird they're putting it out. out during the season. Like, obviously, Connor's going to have a billion people, yeah. uh, even more than a billion people around his, his locker all the time now. So bringing it out this time of the year was kind of weird to me. But uh, I just thought him and Holland could have handled that. I guess we'll have, you know, what, we'll have to watch it and, and see how yeah. the how the conversations went and the timing and everything, because it may it may seem weird and it may just turn up to be fine. That's 8 p.m. Mountain Time. If you're yeah. listening to this before 8 p.m. Mountain Time on Friday. Nation down. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry that it's me that the, at the end here, because this is kind of the boring one, but it's uh, all of our goaltending prospects yeah, having just suck. a horrendous week. Uh, Shane Starrett, two starts, 6-2 loss with only eight saves, and a 4-3 loss with 26 saves. 
Stuart Skinner had one start and one relief. He came in in the middle of that 6-2 loss and made 11 saves and had a start where he they lost 5-2 to two and he had 30 saves. If you're a gambler, if you're a gambler, jump on both those goaltenders for next week. So far, and I, it's a rough count right now, but I think Dan's had three or four cold players who have immediately scored the next week. Yep. Last week, I, who was your guy last week? Uh, was it Maximov last week? I think it was. Yeah, he came out and put up yeah. points like the next day. I might have been Jesse because Jesse's, yeah. No, you didn't uh, say Jesse. I would remember that. And then also, sorry, I forgot to give him a shout out to Dylan Wells, who lost 8-2 to two in the ECHL ah. with 32 saves. All right. That's a real bad game. We were talking about this the other day up in the office, and someone asked, do we have any goalie, pro- goalie prospects? And we were all just like, no. They're middle of the pack, guys. You don't have like a top-end one right no, now. We have The others have not developed No blue chipper. We don't have a blue chipper. Ever. We do have it's a Dubnik. lot. Dubnik is the only guy we drafted, and he's turned out. But, but, I, but the, the counterpoint to that is that most teams, goalie, starting goalie right now, was not developed by them. Yeah, mm. it's just it's just not the case. Vasilevsky in Tampa, they drafted one. him. Yeah, I'm saying oh. it's one that is Lundqvist, Carey Price, Carey Price, Carter Hart, Carter Carter Hart. I like that's Carey, we have some guys. Like I said, Holby? we have some guys who are still yeah. like who are yeah. blue blue collar uh, guys trying to show themselves. But right. yeah, let's Anyways, give it the hot performance. Hot performance of the week. I'm gonna just take it and get the get the one out of the way. It's Jesse Pulley Having having a decent statistical week, uh, getting uh, oh, I'm just trying to bring it up here. I'm sorry I wasn't prepared for my own segment. He's to highlights. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi. Yeah, I hear something. Is that you, Dan? Zach. Uh. <laughs> Busted him. No, it might have been me. Uh, Jesse Pugliarvi <laughs> threw three games, had two goals and three assists, and then he just went and undressed an entire team wow. in Liga. Hot performer of the week, Jesse Pugliarvi. That's really hot. Zach. In the eighth best, Connor McDavid for getting absolutely obliterated, and the photo of him going on social media with the uh, one left eye closed. Yeah, he's not going to be very happy about that. Nope, that was hot. That's hot. He's a very conservative man. He is not, a very conservative, but he likes it. Everybody loves it. If you don't love it, you you like you're you're the yeah. worst person at the party. Hmm. Rick. My You're turn. Ah, uh, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna steal one from Nick here and go. You know, Ethan Barra. He's just nice. uh, he's continually doing what he's been doing, kind of uh, keeping up his end of the bargain out there, and just keeps pushing that 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 level higher and higher every game. Tyler, I am going with one Riley Shahan first career four point game for Mr. Shahan. So I got to give him a little bit of love here. That was hot. That's hot. And last but not least, Mr. Good, <clears throat> Josh Archibald, three points in that game. Oh. That was uh, a very subdued. Yeah. <laughs> Josh Archibald. Button. Thank you. That's this is hot. Nice. Three points against the Arizona Coyotes. He had a great game. He looks great out there. Pushes the four check. He's a good guy out there. Perfect. So there you go. There's another episode of the ON Radio Podcast. That's episode 71. If you have a chance, Follow us on social media at mm-hmm. ON Radio Podcast. Review us on iTunes. Review us on iTunes. We would love to be able to read it's some reviews. Apple Podcasts now. iTunes is dead. Oh Whatever. I goodness. don't give a shit. You've been, Tyler, because you're co host today, Nick was like, I'm going to take up the curmudgeon role. Yeah. I'm just stating facts, man. Does that bother you? Okay, wrap it up. So let's go. Let's go Oilers tonight. See Connor and Leon light up the skills competition and then win some cash money prizes tomorrow. And we will be back next week. We'll be back. We are back. Same bat time. Same bat channel. 
Shout out Damien. Best wishes. Bring the heat on the 29th. Show this team what's up. Thanks for listening to Oilers Nation Radio, a member of the Nation Network of Podcasts. Make sure to follow us on all of our social media to stay up to date and never miss a podcast. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hello, this is Danny Pellegrino, host of the Everything Iconic podcast, and I'm here to tell you all about Splash Refresher because hydration is mandatory, but boring is not. Now, I love my water, but if I don't spice it up, I'm not going to finish what I took out of the fridge. That's why I love my Splash Refresher, which is flavorful, delicious, bright, hydrating, and zero calories. The wild berry flavor is my fave. No, wait. Is the pineapple mango flavor my fave? You know what? All five craveable Splash Refresher flavors are my fave because they're so delicious. So get hydrated and enjoy it with Splash Refresher. All right, hockey fans, listen up, because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Face-Off Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal. Every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes, because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess.